Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Hey, teamers. Uh, yeah, probably um, one uh, like Brabenzito, who would love to get into cattle farming, um, or one like myself, who's always intrigued about farming in general. But today we're going to be speaking about animal husbandry, but specifically looking at the cattle industry in South Africa. We are joined by Gugule Tuchi Klaba, who's the chairperson of Adama Holdings and Amandla Omnoto. Thank you very much for joining us, Nongos. Good evening, Manduli, and, and the A-teamers at home. Thank you so much. So when it comes to the cattle industry, um, firstly, informally, it, it, to us, as Isis Wasimia, mm. growing up, Makaya, it doesn't feel like Usemakaya, you're in the rural areas if you don't see a cow. Yes. Do we understand the industry as a, a people or is it just for posterity? Just we've got these cows and they need to roam around and that that's it. Yes, I, I think there there is an element of both uh, in terms of understanding the industry now, um, especially as we're living in this uh, era where obviously people must uh, be taught and sort of like graduate from just being subsistence uh, farmers to being commercial because, you know, everything is is commercialized these days. In actual fact, even the, the same livestock that we have in our rural places, it, it was used for commerce uh, in a certain way at, at, at a particular point in time. But obviously with the evolving uh, world that we live in, there's, there's more of uh, high-end commercialization of such a, a, a product like beef, uh, in, in this case that comes from uh, Kegel. So there's that element of keeping at times uh, cattle like pets. You know, I, 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 I know one big bull at home, Kanongoma, called Dumsani. <laughs> and this, this bull can just move into any house at any time. And the, the, the family is so attached to it to a point where I don't even think they, they can allow for a slaughter of such a bull. Or uh, even selling it. <laughs> and even selling it, you know. So, so so, there is that element as well of keeping livestock just like pets. And we love it so much that it's just done for posterity, as you've said. And, and the fact that in um and you would be looking for a cow to slot and the, the man in the house would say, no, we do not have any cows. And yet he's keeping 150 cows because it's just nice seeing them grazing, moving and loitering around. Well, it's nice seeing yeah. your money on all fours, right? Yeah. Unlike seeing it on a bank statement, yes. I suppose. <laughs> Look, there's also the issue of um, global warming. Mm. Uh, there are studies that are showing that, I mean, one cow produces enough methane uh, annually to do the same damage as four tons of CO2. What mm. does that then this mean for uh, the environment and also the industry if there's also this uh, carbon Emission. Look, uh, uh, cattle is is a very important protein uh, for humanity. Just it's been and it, it will continue to be like that uh, globally. The the current stats is like uh, there's 1.5 billion uh, cattle across the world. Uh, you know you know you're looking at uh, um, a population of about 7.8 billion people. So you can do the math there in terms of how many cows to human we have here on earth. So. That's quite a huge number of, of cattle. And uh, the, the, the obvious issue is scientists, they, they always come and, uh, you know, give us the enlightenment in terms of what 
each of us is doing negatively or positively to the environment. And so so it's the same with the cattle. The, the cattle are really doing a great deal of good in terms of uh, supplementing our diet, but more so there is some uh, damage that more cows uh, or cattle on earth loitering produces quite a lot of methane and and therefore uh, you know some gaseous emissions uh, that would end up uh, destroying you know the, the ozone layer and and sort of like doing damage as we're trying by all means to now try to limit and reduce the carbon emissions to the atmosphere but then i foresee something like a, a tax on the amount of cattle you have because of this uh, methane emission from a cattle. Do you think that would happen? Well, we can't rule out that uh, the, the tax there because I think uh, capitalism is uh, is one such animal where uh, people can say any sorts of things, just like they're doing with us now at the moment. Just now I was talking to a friend overseas and discussing about what um, the Ukraine-Russian war is, is doing in terms of European uh, stance on uh, um, fossil fuels. They are beginning to reopen their mothballed power stations. Uh, whereas before they were talking aggressively about, no, we do not want, uh, you know, we need to shut these things down. But again, depending where the wind blows, things will change. We'll never know. But um, I, I read something very interesting about the production of methane from cattle uh, that, uh, you know, in some other countries, New Zealand, I think, and others, they, they're even feeding uh, them, you know, garlic, uh, or garlic blended food to make sure that they do not produce as much methane as you would have them without that. So, so it's quite fascinating that uh, even farmers themselves, I think, they are beginning to adapt and find ways of saying how do we make an ordinary cow reduce the methane production. Okay, so I think technology comes in here and uh, uh, science and biology comes in here yeah. to ensure that we advance the way we do things. We don't just stick to the good old days uh, and ways of doing things. Uh, so, Nongkosi, the top producers of beef uh, in, in, in uh, the world are the likes of uh, Brazil, China, India and Argentina. Where are we in the, the global outlook? In the global outlook, we are very small, Manduli. You remember that just like all uh, m most commodities, South Africa still imports quite a lot uh, of commodities, including beef, by the way. Uh, we import mostly from our neighboring country here in Botswana. You know, this industry in South Africa, it's about 15 billion uh, uh, rents, which is quite sizable. Uh, but we do not obviously uh, produce more, uh, more than we, we, we consume. So we consume more than we produce, and hence us importing. If, if you were just to look at the stats in terms of how much um, each province produces uh, in terms of cattle, we have got these uh, uh, provinces like the Eastern Cape being the biggest producer. And you remember last time we've been talking about goats, they are the biggest producer. Eastern Cape is one such beautiful province um, uh, I remember talking to Professor Wiseman Gushlu uh, addressing us somewhere, saying it's it's a food basket of this country, mm. uh, but it's not being fully exploited. Uh, I, I think things need to change that side of, of our country. So there's lots of cows that come from there. Uh, there's lots of cows that come from Guazul Natal, uh, which is 2.5 million. And then you're talking Free State at 2.1 million, and uh, Northwest at uh, 1.6, Mpumalang at 1.2. Limpopo, 900,000, Western Cape, half a million, Northern Cape, 432,000, and Gauteng, a quarter of a million. So that just tells you the 
the size of the industry in South Africa, which means we are sitting literally at about 15 million uh, cattle that we have in this mm. country. Um, and that's quite a sizable number of, of cattle, but it's not enough to feed all of us, and that's why we continue to import. So there's still a huge opportunity in this industry, clearly. Yes. Uh, let me go to our A-teamers uh, voice note. Good evening, this is Patricia. This is Tim Gosinjoy here from Deben in KZN. Uh, I, I, w- I would love to know with Mr. Klabam, where can I start? Because I wish to have um, a stock farming and a crop farming as well. I have a land, but unfortunately I don't have the funding. Where do you get the funding to access the funding? Thank you so much. This is Sam Kosinjai here. I'd love to get the, his information in order to contact him to going forward to help me hand to hand. Thank you so much. All right, Tim Gossi, uh, you are lucky. You're asking a man that knows all these things. Nongos, uh, uh, where does he start? How does he start? Is there funding? Because he's got land. Yes. Clearly he's got passion for it. Yeah. But uh, the capital. I like what you've said, Tim Gossi, as long as you've got passion for it and um, and you've got land, because normally that's a biggest challenge. Like I said initially, the, the cattle grows, I mean, uh, sort of like you can read it across any part of the country in South Africa. So obviously there is a, 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 a ratio in terms of uh, how much many hectares per cow should you do you need. But that normally isn't a case uh, that should block you lately because you, you can always do feedlotting, which is putting cows in, under one area and then feeding them, which sort of like limits and sort of eliminates this thing of, of you having one cow covering three hectares because otherwise that means you'll have uh, depending how many hectares uh, you have, a few cows. But where do you start? Uh, you start with the passion, as you've said. But number two, if you've got land, um, obviously you must have a business case um, that uh, is compelling. You know, there are institutions that fund uh, in South Africa, some some DFIs to fund uh, the, the crop, I mean, the, the, the livestock farming. Um, we do assist as well. I think at the end we'll, we'll give some emails and, and all of that so that we can contact him and see how we assist him. You know, when it comes to any sort of farming industry, uh, we, we are always oblivious to the fact that they are high risk. Okay? Yeah. Uh, cattle is quite high risk um, due to natural uh, weather patterns, yeah. natural disasters, but then there's also theft. Yeah. And we never speak insurance. How yeah. important is insurance? Yeah. Because mm. I understand that insuring a cow or a cattle farm is expensive. <laughs> Actually, very expensive. Even the the tracing, uh, because they, they sometimes have got this uh, thing that they put on the ears and, and wherever around the cows to make sure that you trace it because of theft when, when it's stolen. This is the biggest challenge, um, Pemba, um, when it comes to the issues of theft. Um, I remember even my home village at home. Uh, in the past 15 years, we've had over 20 cows stolen. Sure. And it's quite a lot. That's a lot. And, and, and there are people who are doing business just for from this uh, theft uh, you know, trade. So I, I think it's something that uh, it's a big problem. It's a national problem. And it, and it ends up pushing the cost high in terms of you, you know, protecting your livestock. But I think with technology nowadays, with drones and um, and, and and putting all of these, um, you know, gadgets in a cow somewhere, 
which I'll, which itself is very expensive, but I think maybe with time it's going to uh, be more prevalent and therefore go down in terms of prices. These are things that are truly a problem, not only on cattle, but on goats, all types of livestock uh, become people really, really steal. Mm. Uh, insurance, that's one thing you should yeah. consider, Atima, if you're going into this particular industry, but know that it's going to be a hefty cost, but one I think that is worth having. I'm going to take a quick break and we'll come back to more of your messages. Uh, 0614-104-107, that's our WhatsApp number. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. We're still in conversation with Unongosi Kukuletu Kaba, chairperson of Adama Holdings and Amantla Omnot. We're talking cattle industry in South Africa. I got a, a message that goes hand in hand with a picture of a Donald who's in Rustenburg. Donald is uh, standing uh, in his farm with kettle behind him. It's a lot of kettle, beautiful, beautiful kettle. Saying good evening, Patricia, and all A-teamers. Livestock is the backbone of our black wealth. If you don't have kettle in the communal lands, you don't have a voice. Ah. <laughs> so, so yeah, like what you were saying, uh, a mister of a home will say no kettle for sale, even though he's got 150, yeah. just because he wants to have a voice in the communal lands. Yes, yeah, it really, it, it comes from how we've been brought up and uh, our great grandparents and and the fact that there was a form of wealth which was, which when a man had, he was really highly regarded in the community um, and uh, you know, out of this type of uh, farming, there are many people who have taken their kids to varsities and have done amazing amount of work uh, in, in our communities. So I think it's, it's true what uh, Donald is saying. So let's talk about some of the challenges that this industry is facing globally and in South Africa. Yeah, I, I think particularly in South Africa, the, you, you have the animal diseases, which remain the greatest concern for yeah for people who are doing livestock, including this cattle farming. You know, there is a, an, an issue about veterinary health professionals uh, who, are, who must be part of uh, the value chain to be able to assist, you know, every farmer because there are lots of diseases. You know, the uh, foot and mouth diseases is one such. Uh, you've, you've, you've heard recently in certain parts of our country because of the FD, FMD, uh, you know, cattle... Was, was supposed to be sort of like not to be moved around. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah. we, we need uh, veterinary uh, services. The international norm uh, uh, when it comes to the veterinary health professionals is between 200 and 400 professionals for every uh, million people. But in South Africa, we are having between 60 and 70 veterinary professionals for every 1 million people. So that, that tells you that there's a big challenge there in terms of us upping our antenna when it comes to getting more professionals yeah. coming into this industry. Yeah. What, one, the second part, obviously, is is the issue of, uh, um, you know, uh, meat to maize price ratios. Uh, when you are doing feedlotting in particular. So I, I was, um, uh, in the past few years, you know, every December, especially as we're going towards December, people's lot had a lot of cattle. And you'd, you'd see because of drought, that some cattle are really like not in good shape. True, true. But 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 there are people who would go around and picking up those and feeding it within two weeks, 
uh, you can't recognize that this is the cow that was almost dying. So that's one area, particularly rural areas, which is the biggest challenge. Um, I remember seeing it live happening, you know, because drought and lots of cows just dying in my area. So again, because there's not enough feed. And the last part, obviously, is the skills. Skills is very, very important, especially to graduate uh, your subsistence farmers. And you're forever imagining and never imagining, I always say that, <laughs> uh, farmers, we need them to be well-skilled. At Vets, uh, in one of my masters, before I wrote an article, and my, my dissertation was about uh, identifying entrepreneurial skills required by South African black farmers. That is so crucial for black farmers to particularly uh, work their way up the value curve and become commercial in how they are handling this part of this type of the market and many other such uh, challenges. But I thought let's just highlight these three for now. But one thing I thought you would cite mm -hmm. um, in t when you talk challenges is also uh, access to markets yeah. for black farmers because I see even auctions are predominantly white farmers who have had the financial muscle. Yeah. Um, but black farmers are few and far in between. And for those who are there, yes, they face the challenges you've cited. Mm. But access to markets. It's very, very crucial. Access to market, you've just hit the nail on the head. It's very important. Look, we, we are a market ourselves. I think it must that must be noted. Um, it's just that at times I think we need to be innovative and understand that we are the the majority, especially black people, they're the majority who buy and consume much of these products, including the meat. So, but because of wanting to follow your main quote-unquote markets, which have to do with your retail, uh, retailers and all of that, which is a very big market because that's where people congregate and buy, you yeah. know, as outlets. And you can't discount it, it's so important. We, we I think uh, maybe before, besides it being a, a problem, let me cite it as a solution as well, to say the solution lies there in the problem where people must form their own associations and do their own, uh, develop their own markets. In townships, um, you know, open butcheries, uh, open outlets that we are, that are going to sell because if, if, if they come around that, like that, that helps even in reducing the, the prices of meat because once you start buying right at the end in those value in the retail stores you know the, it has moved from production to wholesaling up to the retail and then you buy it at the very highest price that's why it's always easy to 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 do stock fills even of meat uh, of of this cattle and say we're going to slaughter it and cut and dice it for our own consumption and it lasts really for a few months uh, if people start to do that but even when it comes to making that as a market the market is us, and we are the ones who should be buying from ourselves. Let's look at uh, the opportunities, because clearly there can't be challenges without uh, the pros next to them. Yeah. Opportunities. It's value chain development. I think it's so, so important, one of which is your input in terms of your grass, in terms of your soya, in terms of whatever you use to feed the livestock, right? So developing that value chain is what is very crucial. You know, Manduili, just talking about that, I do not know when are we ever going to come to a point where we start practically doing these things because it's the same as a, a broilers. You know, we, we always rely on these monopolies and the big institutions who are supposed to supply us one day old chicks and there are, f there are very few 
and and therefore prices are, are controlled and we end up not being able to fully get into the space same thing applies here even when the cow has now been slaughtered the, you know, the hide is very crucial as we were talking about furniture in this studio yes, yes. the hide is very important the skin and everything else that is in the cow it is useful i remember we visited uh, europe and in germany some some time back where we visited what is called the cow's hotel where cow is massaged and and all sorts of things are done in a cow to make sure that it releases more milk it was the milk uh, uh, cows as it were but i'm saying do, putting up structures like those ensuring that you have got good sense of understanding the entirety of the value chain is gonna is, is one thing that's gonna bring us wealth in this country especially in the black communities think outside of the box that's yeah. what i'm hearing you say there's Indeed. so much opportunity mm -hmm. and also trying to find um uh, solutions i like the fact that you brought in the fact uh, about um uh, a lack of having vets um, because that's an industry on its own that's a supporting industry to uh, cattle farming. Nongkosi, you know, it's it's very interesting that we had this conversation, but yeah. there's one thing I know for certain. There's never a discussion that we have without a purpose. Yes. Are, are we having a, a, a virtual meeting? Are we having a conference? And in Bizo, what are we yeah. having Next about Next week, cattle? definitely, we're going to have a virtual session where we'll be talking about these things, uh, building up towards our conference that I spoke about last week. Yes. So because we want people to get into this mind, body, and soul and grapple with this sector and understand that this is the sector to be party to. We are still going to be eating this protein, which is cargo meat for the longest time. We are on www.amandlaomnoto.co.za. We will be uploading a lot of information as well as on our Amandla Omnoto Facebook page. All right. For the ATM, we will ask for contact details. It's simple, amandlaomnoto.co.za or Amandla Omnoto on uh, Facebook. That's where you can get details. And also join in on that uh, virtual um, uh, conference that they're going to be having next week. No, of course, always such a great pleasure. Thank you very much for coming into studio and gracing us. Pleasure is mine, Manduli. I didn't so mention, and I know I'm out of time, but yeah. no, of course, he's wearing shoes that are produced in yeah. his own factory at yes. Azizin. Absolutely fairly. Yes. I, I am <laughs> ordering mine. So, A-team, as you must know one thing, he's a man who practices what he preaches. Thank you, no, of course. Thank you so much, Mpemba.